World Kindness Day is celebrated on the 13th of November and seeks to highlight good deeds in the community, focusing on the positive power and the common thread of kindness which binds us. Kindness is a fundamental part of the human condition, which bridges the divides of race, religion, politics, gender, and socio-demographics. And we are very, very proud to uh, introduce today's guest, who is, in my opinion, one of the sort of leaders in the world of education, Alison Scott. She's been an educator for, and obviously she says 28 plus years, I'm not quite sure what that is, but across all formal phases of schooling. And in 2009, she was appointed to the position of Bella Vista School, which is a remedial school where my wife works, incidentally, that serves children with barriers to learning ages 6 to 14. She would describe her professional development in the past nine years as explosive, with every child teaching new things or compelling new learning. Alison's career interests lie in how children learn. Her firm conviction is that every child can learn. She believes in the brain's plasticity and in the imperative role of the mediator in social learning. Alison is firmly convinced that children as a whole and that family systems and educational environments and emotional and spiritual well-being as well as physical health all play a role in how children function through their formative learning years. Welcome, Alison. Good morning. Thank you. The reason that we asked you to come in for World Kindness Day is I know that you have launched a campaign within the Bella Vista community to think about kindness. And the thing that really resonates with me is, I mean, I have a very simple philosophy for life which contains three principles. The first is the world has a lot of suffering in it. Please don't add to it and where you can relieve it. What inspired you to implement a kindness campaign at Bella Vista? We have something of a tradition at Bella Vista where every year we take a word, perhaps a word that's developed out of the previous year's word. So we looked at grit, we look at speak essay up, uh, we've had commit. And it started last year already with a lot of conversation, when I say conversation amongst the children about kindness. There's a huge move in education for social and emotional learning, programs to buy, training to be had. But we're not too in favor of all of that, implement the program. But what about the principles? And what if we put the word kindness before the children in a way that we want them to take an action, to embody the value, um, not just to look at the word or the theory. So we, we, we put up on a wall, be the brick space in kind and let them as they came to school start to explore that so their natural impulse was to go and stand up against the wall they're going to be the eye in kind okay. nice. um, oh, I like from, that. from the basis of being the eye in kind nice. it prompted thinking amongst them about well what does it mean to be the eye in kind it gives me a responsibility towards whatever kindness is and I'd say over the year, and the year it's been, <laughs> it really has, it, it's really taken hold of the children and the families. And we've actually experienced the lived value of kindness in our community. The children moved into it quite faster than we did, actually, picking up that it is an, it's an action. To be kind is something within your cognitive control. Uh, decision that you might make 
in spite of how you feel. You don't always feel kind, you can choose to be kind. We've had fascinating conversations about uh, kindness is, is not a patronizing charity towards somebody. In fact, you can be kind to strangers in such a way that your kindness, you will never know its impact. You could be kind to people in authority over you, regardless of the view of the nature of their power. You could be kind to your peers. The children will talk about being kind to their friends, to your colleagues. We, we've seen children act in kindness towards teachers exhausted through COVID online learning. <laughs> children saying, how are you doing, Mrs. Lamprecht, <laughs> before you start the day? Um, parents extending kindness to teachers and to each other. Children being kind to their parents and making something of a difference in this lockdown. So if you'd asked me about this campaign in February, I would have thought it's going to be nice and we're going to have achieved some good social emotional learning. You ask me now in October, I would say it has been a pivotal point of how our little community has survived the events that mm, we've coped with and, and the spirit of, of the school fatigued, <laughs> deeply fatigued, but overwhelmingly kind. Even parents thanking the bursa for the school fee account. Of Goodness that. gracious <laughs> me. <laughs> and for all the work she's done to keep them floating. So it's been really, really interesting. What, what I, um, sort of coming from a, a marketing background, we always looked at how children influence their parents' behavior. So it was always said, and you can use McDonald's as an example. Um, Luke might shoot me, but um, the Happy Meal we go to McDonald's not because the parent wants the, the the burger, but because the children are getting the happy meal and they influence their, their parents' behavior. So you were speaking about um, how it's impacted the parents, and I think that's very, very special, that the children's behavior is impacting positively on the parents. Mm, absolutely. Um, there's something extraordinarily powerful in a child, perhaps in its purity, because they they're not... They're not using it in a manipulative fashion, but that they reach out and be kind within their families and gestures of kindness in that way. Um, it stops you. It stops mm. you in your tracks when they've got every reason to be egocentric and we would accept it developmentally, but they actually make a choice around being kind. Mm. When we went into the lockdown, uh, well, the schools shut down before the lockdown was the uh, 17th of March um, and we were closed from that day. Um, I, I wasn't sure how am I going to connect with the kids and the sudden they're all gone and we don't know how long they're gone for and we're going to get online with schooling tomorrow but what about relationship? Mm. And we put out an activity for them for the day to make a kindness poster so that we would be able to put this up in our house and while we're all far from each other we won't forget uh, what uh, we were busy talking about at school. And these posters have buoyed and carried the children. They're up in their homes. We talk about them. They feature on the Instagram. They wrote all their, mes their messages, their subliminal messages to the broader society. <laughs> you know, Bella Vista's kind, now you be kind. Scatter, Isn't that amazing? Scatter, scatter kindness like confetti. Um, way beyond what, what you might expect a 5, 7, 10, 12-year-old, 14-year-old. Um, to do. 
and we saw in our Zoom classrooms, we saw lots of uh, the checking in and, and how are you doing. And it moved past gifting as well. There was there were definitely initial arranged meals, things like that, in the adult community. But it moved to the kind word and the gentle nod and the thumbs up and the uh, tread lightly. Mm. Um, so... I, I think we should do it again. 2021, 20, 2022. I absolutely not think so. COVID, not the no, 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 no. COVID can yeah. stay in 2020. Yeah. But I just think kindness should be something that all of us practice every day. Yeah. Now, we at Fatu the Insight, we're recipients of your kindness. Mm. And, the, and the one thing that, I mean, you and I have shared a platform where we've spoken about sort of online life and these kind of things. And the difficulty is children, we were told them, no, don't spend too much time online. online now yes. spend all your time online. Yes. And one of the things we understand about online life is that it's almost like this sort of this lack of prosody, you know, the things like facial expressions, the tone of voices and people's body language is very difficult to see. So how how do you maintain that sense of connectedness and kindness when people are actually distanced? Because we are we are social creatures who are actually born to cooperate mm-hmm. and so- socialize. This is not I mean, the, the idea of the new normal, there's no such thing. It's abnormal. Mm. It is abnormal, <laughs> and I have to say we uh, we we manage the remote learning aspect very very well as a community, but when children were allowed to come back on site, they actually drank each other up. Um, in some ways, we've killed the novelty of being online, which is great, and you know that might last a little while, like they are done with screens. <laughs> um, but to be present, uh, they've kept their masks, kept their distance. We were expecting lots of discipline issues mm. around that. Not at all. There's a there's a depth of understanding with the children that this is, this is me being kind to you that I honor these protocols and please we don't want to go offline, <laughs> offside again. <laughs> they ask us quite plainly. But in terms of that online connection, Luke, mm. it's been so interesting. So I think I think that first three weeks, there's that initial novelty and it's exciting and the video conferencing and you're sort of saturated with it. And for parents also trying to calibrate, let them game. You know, <laughs> the device is what you've got to actually keep your family somewhat intact. Mom's working on it. Dad's working on it. The kids must be busy with screens, whether they're school working or not. And I think people used it to, to survive. And we certainly have got some difficulties in terms of social... Um, personas that Mm. might have developed or um, uh, difficulties that might have come about socially. But I would also add that I think we've seen levels of emotional intelligence around the screens too. Like children spontaneous saying, you know, he hasn't been on for two days. Or I saw he kept his hoodie over his head. Do you think he's all right because Mm. he keeps putting his video off um, et cetera, et cetera. So other cues for how well are they and then keeping each other accountable, you know, just letting the teacher know and everybody else will listen that actually they saw he's not at school but he is online on Fortnite. Our <laughs> 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 yeah, children are straight up. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> so we've seen some fascinating things. I think there are learnings to be had. I think it's given adults in the world some insight into how children present themselves online. Uh, why would children change their names? Why would they put a spicy sort of name up there uh, when they're only 10? Um, 
but I, I would also say far better than I had anticipated. I thought we could be on really a roller coaster. Um, we saw uh, we saw some of the kids at the fight with insight, understanding how data goes quickly. They <laughs> 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 supply the data, and boom, <laughs> the data was gone. And then their dynamics of family sharing the data and is the data for school work I mean so difficult because I think the data was about participating and staying well in some ways yeah yeah so we've had we've had our social skills groups online we've used it the best I think that we can use it we've maximized but that theme of kindness didn't become secondary it it remained primary in this way of relating which was wonderful. I really like what you said about when the children came back to school. I know it was very difficult for many schools because children just wanted to run up and hug their mm. teacher, so happy to see their teacher. Um, I loved what you said about I'm being kind to myself and I'm being kind to you by wearing my mask and being yes. socially distant. So clearly you were meant to have the word, word kind yes. this year yes. and that it's been able to be shown in so many different ways. Yes. Yes, and it is shown in so many different mm. ways. I think that's been our learning. It's it's not moving aside so someone can enter the door or going around to a, a care facility on the weekends to help. That's generous, generosity in your kindness. But it's that paying it forward when actually there's no reward. In fact, you might not even see the look on their face because of your kind act. And uh, uh, many of the children in, in our school talk about uh, charitable acts and levels of charity. And the one is where you, you understand a need and you visibly meet the need, a gift, a food parcel, those kinds of things. And, and another level of charity is you give because you ought to and you may never know. Uh, you, you give because you must give. Mm -hmm. um, and I think on the kindness, on the giving of kindness of children, have embraced that. Mm. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Mm. The the one thing that I've, I've found, I mean, especially in the age group children you're working with, and particularly being online, is that we sort of have this impression that in order to be kind, you have to be almost weak. There's a there's yes. a sense that kindness is weakness, and I always say to the young people I work with, don't mistake my kindness for weakness. They're Absolutely. not the same thing. But there is a level at which it is a skill that has to be learned. And for me, the big thing is you need to first be present. So you have to actually yes. be in the moment. Then you have to be able to see the mind of another and mentalize. Correct. And then you have to be able to behave in accordance with mm. that knowledge of another's mind. How, how is that skill taught? Because I think what our society has done is, if you look at the world, it doesn't appear to be a kind place. And in fact, it seems to be getting more unkind. There's more othering, there's more polarization, mm. there's more nationalism. I mean, it's, it's people are being more unkind mm. at the moment. So how do you instill that skill and specifically to address it to parents? when they are trying right from the sort of the beginning of children's lives to say kindness is a virtue and it's not weakness. In fact, it's how we as society mm. prospered because we could cooperate. Mm. I would say that our language has a lot to do with that when we're raising our children. Do they hear you speak about kindness when you are setting limits, being firm, keeping your own boundaries? So do, do we actually say... Uh, 
I'm, I'm saying no, and it's as an act of kindness because this is what I know you'll be into or, or at risk of if I give you permission. Um, do they see us even in difficult circumstances in our families, in, in our workplaces, choose to be kind? So do we auditorize that and put it in front of them? Okay. Um, do they know when that family member comes over that really is quite a difficult dynamic? Um, do you share with the family, we're going to choose to be kind? He's having a really hard time and I know he's going to say things we don't like, mm. but we're going to choose to be kind and have him there. So one of, and this is one of the reasons we put words up all around the school, mm. uh, different words uh, for different things. But bring the word, let the let the walls speak. Bring the word because I think if you can connect the term the term with the action, mm. um, you can dispel that it's a soft. No, be kind, shame. Yeah. It's not about shame. shame. In fact, yeah, in exactly. fact, children should know that shame. It, it's a very, very sad word. It suggests how disempowered you are. You wouldn't want to be kind. You're not being kind if you leave someone shame. You need to empower them, um, and your kindness can do that. And because it's it's not just charity, it's it's an act of spending your time or your attention, or staying quiet enough to listen to what the other mind is thinking and how you could respond in kindness mm. to that particular person. So as adults, we talk about theory of mind um, amongst each other and other points of view is mm. probably more what we would say with the kids. We've had a lovely incident. I say lovely, it's been a very hard incident um, in terms of dealing with diversity and difference um, in the last couple of weeks um, and a very insensitive comment uh, with some prejudice loaded and a response from someone who felt very hurt. So these were 10-year-old children. The extent of the kindness they shared with one another, the person offended saying, no, I don't really want to have a big discussion in a group because then he will know it's about him. Mm. Won't he feel uncomfortable? her willingness to approach someone who'd brought her offence in a reconciliatory way without being stalked, you know, trained in restorative justice for 15 years. Mm. Just a child saying, well, that wouldn't be very kind. I'm wounded, but that wouldn't be very kind. And working on it in another way. So she put a presentation together and we're handling it in a different way. And we have spoken in our conversation, the 10-year-old and I, about that being kind. These are tough conversations, but you can take them kindly mm. um, and use them as teachable moments. So, so often it's, you know, our learning does come from children yes. because children see things um, so beautifully and in, with very different lenses than, than we do. So what initially started out as a choice and a word, so it was um, a, a very um, mindful in that kind is our word, be the I in kind. Have you found that that has evolved into something that's become far more spontaneous? So instead of just a choice, it's actually become, that's the way it needs to be. I just, I've chosen to be kind and every day there'll be spontaneous acts of kindness. Yes, it becomes an organizational culture. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like I said, whether that's been amplified because of the, tr the levels of trauma in, in a community at the moment. But it, it, you actually now are not standing out because that looked so obviously kind. You, you're standing out if you're not being kind. <laughs> 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 There's more comment on that wasn't very kind than 
you need to be kind mm. because it it is become it has become a spontaneous way of being and even in our adult speak stop think be mm. kind be kind yeah. so f- for me i mean that that is really what it's about it's almost like and we got we talk lots about bullying and children being unkind and they can be very cruel but i always say to people they learned it from somewhere i mean they, they did they, they weren't born like that so I think the the big thing for me is that I mean I call it the kindness campaign, and it's it's about making kindness the new cool. That, yes, you know that 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 is what you aspire to, not this kind of survival of the fittest, you know, trample on everybody. Now the one thing that we need to also move to is to say it's actually good for you. So while you yes. know people often see kindness and service as you need to suffer, there's almost this messianic martyrdom that comes with people needing to be of service and be kind. Mm. We, in fact, and, and you've uh, highlighted in your notes, that being kind is good for you on all kinds of levels. Mm. So how is it good for you? I think when you're kind, you, you set up a transaction with the other person that gives back to you in on an emotional level in some respect. Um, when you pay it forward, uh, you, you, when you're kind, you, you're tapping into when someone's being kind to you. So pay, that pay it forwarded fee- feeling. The, the giver is, it's always better for the giver than the receiver um, of the gift. And I, I think in the, the basic human transaction that happens between two human beings around an act of kindness, it's the look in the eye, it's the smile, it's the, actually it's been quite a good day. Um, it, it, it's only good for the person who gives. I, I haven't had one person say I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted with this kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the whole thing about being burnt out, uh, being kind, I mean, I think the burnout is more around the frustration of systemic things rather yes. than the acts of yes. kindness. Um, and weren't we sitting as a country watching how, if it was going to be that South Africans made it through this, ordinary South Africans had to step up? There, there was no, there was no rollout rescue plan from government. There were some regulations, but we couldn't sit and say, "Well, I'm sure they'll send food, or I'm sure schools will be shared resources." We, we all had to act in kindness, even to people we don't know. Mm-hmm. And and it, the thing about South Africa for me is, could we stay somewhere in that space? Yeah, it's sure. not just for a crisis. Then it is the system mm-hmm. that frustrates. Mm. Um, the injustices in the system and and we work with the children as well Luke it's not about rescuing Mm. or doing something for another so that they can have a life like yours it's Mm. it's about seeing a person who has a need it can be a simple practical need it can be a need for human touch it can be a need for kind word it can be an opportunity it could be paying for their school fees bringing them the lunch giving the teacher that cup of coffee mom picked up at the sanitized booth there in the corner <laughs> of the street. It's, 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 not, it, it's not about sacrificial way of living mm. because I'm, I'm going to put everybody above myself. In fact, it's very much about yourself and the I. Um, and, and I think our doing it with the I in kind allowed for a bit of egocentricity about it, that it's actually also about you. It's not mm. only about us. And that's kind of the final point I want to land is I'm, I'm reminded of Eric Fromm who said that, you know, the, the act of loving is actually in the giving. It is yes. not in the receiving. But yes. we must remember 
if we are doing if we're the ones doing the giving all the time we deny somebody else the opportunity to love because they are not allowed to give exactly that is so important luke so very important Alison, it's been incredible i choose today to be kind i'm going to be the iron kind and i really encourage everyone who's listening to be the iron kind because i think that kindness is contagious and the kinder you are to people you're empowering them to be kind and also very importantly to be kind to themselves and thank you for your courage to be kind Alison. because you know sometimes in a very competitive world it's not easy so there's a level at which it is courageous so thank you for being the legend you are Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for having me. And our next podcast is on World Prematurity Day on Tuesday the 17th of November. And we're in conversation with Nicole Kanan. Please subscribe today so that you don't miss a conversation. Goodbye.